0: and welcome to another edition of the landlord and tenant mess the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi everybody, I'm one of your hosts. I'm landlord James,
1: and I'm your other host. I am tenant Michael, and I'm here enjoying the last few days of uh, summer and I've got a big smile on my face, don't I James?
0: Yeah. Different uh I you 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 Said your little intro a little bit differently that time, Mike. Get a bit of edge to it, a bit of, a bit of an edge your to your voice. Yeah, dirty like, voice,
1: dirty. Well, we're all familiar with that uh, podcast and that show, Dirty John. Okay. I suppose you could say I'm uh, being dirty, Michael.
0: <laughs> yeah, very true. And actually, some other similarities, I guess. I mean, oh, oh, I've what been, do you mean? Uh, well, I've sort of certainly, um, you know, had some issues in my life where I've had. You know, uh, multiple IDs, uh, misled people, things like that. But it's all in
1: my past. Really? Yeah. Well, sure. Did you ever trick a woman into marrying you and convince her that you worked at a hospital? And that's why you walked around in dirty scrubs all the time? It wasn't a hospital, so no. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, anyway, that was a uh, slightly more popular podcast than this one. But uh, hopefully we'll get those Dirty John numbers. Soon,
0: <laughs> um, that's right. So, how's it going? Like you say, it's near the end of of summer. Uh, oh, I'm but just not really. Summer goes through September. Give me a break. No one's listening to this going to school.
1: With no, no. I mean, well, maybe they will be in a few weeks. But uh, no. yeah, summer because of I guess climate change lasts well right up until New Year's Eve these days. Um, but yeah, I'm squeezing every drop uh, of life out of each day these days because, as careful listeners will remember, I. Passed away a few weeks ago after James and I. Long story, we were stuck in an elevator on a very hot day. I uh, managed to pry open the doors by lying on the ground in the elevator and and opening my legs and forcing the doors open. Mm -hmm. And James, you escaped and you promised to get help and you actually forgot and you left me to die. No, I didn't forget. Other stuff came up. And 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 you
0: won't shut. Like, you'll not let
1: this goddamn go. Forgive me, but I died and it's your fault. And in a uh, kickstart my heart like uh, medical procedure, the paramedics brought me back to life. And so ever since then, I've been just thankful for every day and just smiling and waving and okay. doing little dances. And
0: So what have you been doing to show you're thankful for having, you know, life back?
1: Well, I've been uh, watching a lot of TV, in particular some late-night comedies, and uh, to be even more particular, Jimmy Kimmel. Because these days, Kimmel is making me laugh by making fun of a silly little town out east called dildo and i'm sorry if anyone is listening to this in the car with their kids i should have uh, forewarned you it's a little a bit of a rude word but uh dildo's in the news it's on tv and i'm laughing because uh, jimmy kimmel discovered this strangely named newfoundland town and he's just having a ball with it and i'm laughing and um you know how kimmel and matt damon their famous uh, comedy feud. Uh-huh. Well, they brought their feud to Dildo, and they're both having rival uh, mayoral campaigns. They each want to be Mayor of Dildo.
0: I feel like most people learn about Dildo when they're when they're a kid. Yeah. They, they, so Jimmy Kimmel's just finding out about. There's a town called he, Dildo in Newfoundland.
1: Just finding out about it now, and it's it's so, so funny. Hmm.
0: So that's how. So you you were how long were you dead for? What was it? Twelve hours? Something like that. Yes. And so you must have been on a razor's edge, you know, line between never coming back. And, yeah, yeah. And being uh, dead. My
1: they said that there was no oxygen in my brain for three hours, um, uh, but there, do, there don't seem to be any long lasting uh, problems. So you have so, that uh,
0: experience, and that and and now you've got a second chance at life. Yes, I do, and that's how you're. I'm laughing at enjoying it. You're uh, watching this Kimmel, Dildo stuff.
1: All the dildo stuff. Just think about that name. How was your week? Wow um
0: not bad actually you know I have an apology to make oh no not to you not to you I don't regret what happened in the elevator at all, all right. and I stand by that decision and I I'm not and this apology is not to my ex uh, girlfriend to my son Pavel so the apology is to um Mr. Mark Marin.
1: Hey there, what the fuckers, what the fuck buddies, what the fuck... He used to say, now he's... He used to say fucktards at the beginning of his show, and now he's grown, and he no, he no longer says that. he's Isn't that, a bit more woke. He's a bit more fucktard.
0: Because <laughs> that is... It's always very funny when people uh, use the word fuck in a creative, wacky way. Well, he's been doing it for years now. Yeah. yeah.
1: Anyway, I didn't mean to derail it. Anyway, yeah. I
0: said on this podcast a couple weeks ago that I was mad at him that he said Hamilton was a bit uh what did he what what did he say he called say? it a dump
1: basically yeah in, I was yeah. and I
0: said screw you Marin and don't you dare say that about Hamilton anyway last week I did spend a couple days in Hamilton and I hadn't really in a long time and I do want to apologize to Miran cuz he might be right he oh, might really? be a bit right no I mean Hamilton is nice but <laughs> the tr- the, I was driving in my car and it was like down a street, and I was like, you know, yeah, Hamilton's great. And then like, um, I had the windows down and everything. And You're of painting it a was, really cool picture. Yeah, and it was yeah. a convertible, so I had the roof down. Right. And uh, and then like, I was at a red light, and then this like shaken, uh, unwell guy with a wrapped with a blanket wrapped around him like approached the car, and I went through the red light to <laughs> run away from this guy. This is that's actually true. So, Hamilton, it is great. Not exactly Christ-like, what you did. uh, Podcast lover, Bob Kerr, listens to it. He lives in Hamilton. Hamilton is great. But maybe still a few kinks uh, to work out there, you know? So you were spooked by a blanket man. A blanket man scared me in my car. Right. and And he
1: ripped through the red light. Yeah, and it is funny when
0: you go to the Mm -hmm. bars there, because everyone, it's like, even the bars that are kind of nice, everyone kind of like, it Has like a dirty T-shirt and long hair and a dirty
1: beard. I don't know what's up,
0: but it is. I mean, hey, Hamilton, love you.
1: But wow, I now I don't I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but that story was riveting. Mm. Have you ever thought about doing that story at the Moth? <laughs> Are you familiar with the Moth?
0: Is that the uh, storytelling podcast storytelling
1: series? It's a live series. It's a podcast. But that I can I can imagine you mm. holding an audience spellbound. As you tell that story about being frightened, I'm sensing
0: some sarcasm here, and it's a lot better than your story about dying
1: for twelve hours. No, I'm I'm being perfectly honest when I say I'd love to see you uh, maybe on stage at Carnegie Hall telling that amazing story (laughs) about uh, the scary man in Hamilton. Well,
0: all I'm saying is if you're in Hamilton, don't have the top down because there's a guy with a blanket wandering around the streets. Wow! I was at the red light and he just kept walking and walking and walking, and I was like, if I don't drive away. He's going to rip my head off.
1: you think he would have gotten in the car and been like, drive? Yeah. And then, wow. no. Yeah. Anyway. Excellent. Well, that was fun. Um, catching up on our weeks. We took a week off last week for, uh, for summer, a little summer vacation. That's right. And, but we're back. And um, actually, uh, now that we're back and podding, it reminds me that we would like to send out a special shout out, a special what's up to a, uh, a longtime listener and supporter of the show. His name is Johnny Wolanski, and uh, we actually recorded our 100th episode at his workplace at the Ossington, right here in downtown Toronto. That's right, and he got married recently, so congratulations. Yeah, we want to wish him a happy, uh, uh, well, he already had the wedding, but I hope he had a happy honeymoon, and hope he's enjoying uh, the rest of August. Oh, very nice. And he got married in Scotland. Scotland! He must be a big Mike Myers fan. Maybe. Right? Maybe. Yeah. Cuz let's look. Uh Shrek? Mhm. Mhm. Um the father from So I Married an Axe Murderer. Yeah, well, Scottish. Mm-hmm. He did that Scottish character co- uh, in that sketch on SNL for, uh, All Things Scottish where he would say if it's not Scottish it's crap. That's right. That's right. Well. Well, nice shout out there to Johnny.
0: Um well so so we do our uh oh first of all our Patreon is out there. It's out there. We'd love it if you visited. Be careful. What's the website again?
1: Patreon.com slash landlord tenant, And That's you right. should give us uh, anything you can spare. We'd really appreciate it. And we do appreciate it if you already uh, do uh, donate. Very nice.
0: Okay. Um, so, time for our segment. It's still summer. And what do people often associate with summer?
1: Well, a few... Th- oh, sorry. No,
0: go ahead. Go I was going to say
1: barbecuing and swimming.
0: Well, another thing as well. Summer concerts. Mm -hmm. I've been to concerts this summer. You have. Our guest coming up has been to some. Yeah. So we thought what would be a fun thing to do for a segment would be a segment called
1: Summer Concert Tips. And these are just some great ideas to keep you safe, to keep you having fun, and to give you the best possible summertime concert experience. Mm -hmm. Why don't you start us off, James?
0: Okay, I will. Here's my first summer concert tip. Um, we all know that when it comes to social interactions... Oh, it's thundering here, by the way.
1: Oh, just as Ooh, you begin, spooky.
0: <laughs> we all know that in uh, social interactions or in dating, negging works. You know, being kind of mean to somebody, and okay. then they go, oh, I want to get that person to like me. Mm-hmm. Trust me, Mike, I use it on a daily basis with virtually everyone I interact with. Guess what? Bands are no different. If you neg them, you're going to get better results as well. So when you get to a summer concert and get everyone around you to do it as well, boo, right off the bat. Yell, F you, you suck, you blow. Really? Put on your earbuds and listen to something else. Turn your backs, anything you can. (laughs) It'll rattle them, and they'll try to please you more, and you'll get a better concert as a result.
1: So you're telling me you spend all that money to go to a concert, they've never been more expensive, and you just start listening to something else on your earbuds, and you turn your back? That seems kind of rude,
0: but... uh... Mike, that's how you get ahead in this world. All right. Do you think Jeff Bezos... You know, was worried about being rude when he made a billion
1: dollars? Probably not, from what (laughs) I understand about uh, Jeff Bezos. All right, my first summer concert tip. Um, Now, I'm not the tallest guy in the world, full disclosure. I'm five foot something. Uh, The men in my family have never been NBA quality. Let's just put it that way. And so it can be annoying to go to a concert, especially an outdoor concert. You know, you're standing, and all these tall guys are standing in front of you. You know, blocking your view of, uh, well, I don't know, Dave Matthews or uh, Billy Joel or, or what have you. And it gets a guy uh, a little annoyed. So if you're a tall person, hey, tall people listening to this right now, I think if you see some squirts, you know, behind you, some some shorter fellows like myself, you should. It should be. You know, you should have to offer to let us sit on your shoulders and have a better view of the concert. You know, tap us. Uh, you know, tap us on the shoulder and say, "Hey, can I? You want you want to climb aboard? Put one of us on each shoulder, maybe. I'd love to be what on a tall man's shoulders watching a concert. So you, so you want to you want to be, be at a
0: concert and see like some like six four tough jock. Tough as nails. Go, Excuse me, sir, would you mind if I hopped on your shoulders? I actually did recently.
1: Ask a tall fella if I could be on his shoulders, and you should have seen the dirty look he gave me. Yeah, no kidding, man. He was rude.
0: So he should have been. That's a crazy thing to ask.
1: Well, I'm just saying tall people should have to do that. Oh,
0: boy. boy. Um, okay, my second summer concert tip. Um, some people do drugs at these concerts. Mm, now, they, yeah, yeah. Most people probably think, ooh, you know, ganja, marijuana, that's good for a summer concert probably others have other drug ideas of psychedelic drugs they want to do at these concerts. Here's a tip. You want to know the best drug to do at a summer concert? It's called Viagra. What? You take it before a half hour before the show, you pop it in, and then you get a boner during the show. A, it creates some space in front of you, so you have a bit more room. No one's going to want to be around that thing. And then B, it's just a horny energy that the band's going to pick up on, and they're going to play with more of a horny energy. Really? And C, you know... Maybe you want to show the band your boner. I don't know. Really? Well, just kind of as a, you rock.
1: Look at this. You rock. Look, look, man. Look, I... at, look what you did to me, man. <laughs> you're pointing at your crotch. If I was Pulling a musician, it out. You're pulling it out. Pulling it out? Oh, God. What do you mean, oh, God? I mean, if I were in a band and I looked out and saw a guy who looked like you pointing at his own boner, I would uh, quit the music Well, industry. I wouldn't
0: see a band with a guy like you in it, well, frankly. Okay. I don't want to see the Rankin Family 2.0... You know, all
1: gentlemen's that choir, whatever the hell you'd do. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Um, all right, my second uh, outdoor concert or summer concert tip. <laughs> excuse me. Um, it's also about drugs. Uh, tobacco is a drug. Marijuana is a drug. And sometimes it can be really tough if you're not a smoker, like I. I am not. And you're standing in a group of people, and they're all sm- puffing away and smoking their ciggies and their their marijuana joints, and you know, it ruins the concert experience. So I think that smokers should switch to a vice that doesn't inconvenience others. Okay. Smokeless vices, uh, something like sweets—you know, chocolates or Juju bees or ring ring pops, bubble gum, or um, pastries. I don't know. A uh, pan au chocolat or uh, sausage rolls, you know what's wrong with bringing a big Tupperware what? Tupperware full of sausage rolls to a concert? And, you know, you bring enough for everyone. So you're and... at a, a Pantera concert
0: and you're yeah. gonna say, "Oh, gentlemen, would you mind putting away those cigarettes? Here, I've brought a bunch of sausage rolls for you to suck on. Suck on it. Well, I, don't well, know how, what,
1: I, don't, I mean, it's... I don't know how you eat sausage rolls, and I chew them. Actually, I'm just saying that there's no smoke involved, so it won't make people choke or maybe if they're allergic, you know. Um... Whatever. All right. We'll see how that goes. Okay, my final summer
0: concert tip. Um, We all want bragging rights when it comes to concerts. You know, like, I saw that band's final show. You know, that's like the biggest bragging right you can have when it comes to a band. Right. So my suggestion is try to see bands with really old members. Mm -hmm. And then after the show, hide near their trailers and try to scare them. I'm just saying, oh. if they don't make it, you saw that band's last show and you get to tell everyone, hey, guess what? I was at, you know,
1: this band's final show. And you want to give them a heart attack and scare them to death?
0: If they're old, if you, look, if you can be, if you can be scared to death, you're old enough to die. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh my God. Well, I'm just saying, if, if me going boo is enough to kill you, you weren't far off anyway.
1: Oh my God. Hearing you say this, now I'm worried for Bob Dylan. And well, Neil I Young. can't wait. I hope he comes next summer. Stay away from his uh, trailer. Mm. Don't scare we'll Bob see. Dylan. All right. My third and final summer concert tip is... Uh, it's about moshing. Moshing. That's right. You heard, you're heard. you not hearing things. Do not adjust your set. M-O-S-H-I-N-G. It's an aggressive form of dancing that punkers and metalers do at concerts. And uh, recently... This is sad. And it's true. A 62-year-old man... At a Slipknot concert in Illinois, he died when he fell into the mosh pit. And that's awful. No grandparent should have to pass away that way. Um, and it's, it's not safe for some people to be moshing. So I have a proposition for concert goers who want to mosh. Don't mosh. Don't injure other people and jostle them and stuff. Someone, I don't know, at Google or Microsoft should develop a VR moshing helmet so that no one has to bump into anybody. You just stand in a concert field, you put on this helmet, and in your mind you're moshing with others, but no one actually gets hurt. It's just a bunch of people with big helmets on, not moving. Yeah, watching Slipknot. Uh, Yeah. All right. It's the easiest way to avoid uh, injuries. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: All right, folks, and that was Summer Concert concert tips. Tips. All right. So, um, wow, it's really raining here.
1: Yeah, uh, listeners can't see it, but it is raining wow. quite
0: hard out the window. Kind of fun to have a summer rainstorm, yeah. isn't it? Well, um, why don't we take a break, close the windows, yep. you know, pull up the, uh, put the roof up on the convertible, <laughs> and uh, we'll come back with our guest.
1: And welcome back to the show, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody else. Also, uh, it's a rainy afternoon, and we're podding, because uh, like mailmen or mail carriers, uh, uh, neither rain nor sleet nor snow shall stop us from podcasting. That's what they
0: say. That's the podcaster's creed. Absolutely. And uh, we have a guest here, Michael. We're very excited to have. Yes. Tell me about him. He is an actor and a musician... And his name is Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll. Hello.
2: Welcome, Rod. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being on, Rod. Uh, this is... Uh, I said
0: Rodrigo, because I know that's your full name.
2: That is, I don't mind that. That is my name. And you know what? Uh, I find that everybody who knows me just calls me Rod. Mm-hmm. And I right. don't mind that. And it is kind of cool to have you know to have two you options n- you know <laughs> to have two options and whoa
0: could, i wonder wow. if people could hear that thunderclap sorry it was Rod.
2: great oh no this is the coolest podcast ever
0: yeah yeah this is kind of oh, metal we do this
1: for all of our guests <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> i uh yeah no um you can call me whatever you want really i go by rodrigo Rod. rodrigo
0: certainly has like you know uh a Latin uh, quality, and Rod
1: could be, you know, anybody. So you Rod kind of... could
2: be a guy from uh, uh, Dundalk, Ontario.
1: Yeah. Now, can I tell a funny story about uh, names?
2: No. Just kidding.
1: Uh, oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> go ahead, go uh, ahead. Uh, in grade nine, my English teacher was a, uh, a tall, Frankenstein-like-looking man called Mr. and he was very deadpan. And he would always say, my name is Mr B- you you can call me anything as long as you don't call me late for lunch mm. and he would say it every day, and then years after I graduated, he made the news because he was arrested for uh uh touching girls
2: <laughs> oh my that's God, that's a great story I didn't mate. know the that's story a great was go the that- go that- story <laughs> wow yes, he was
1: ar- he was arrested uh, and there was he, was, he made the news. Yeah. Wow. Where was this? Oshawa,
2: Ontario. Oh, okay.
1: That.
0: Yeah. And so you connected that with Rod because he would say... Because
1: we're talking about names, not because of the... Uh, allegations. Allegations <laughs> and the charges. Yeah, yeah. Just want
2: to be very clear.
1: Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I
2: think that was a good story. Thanks. Yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. Trying to really cleanse my whole <laughs> reputation with this, with this interview. Yeah.
1: So Rod, you are here today, and we're thankful to have you. You recently released, as far as I know, your debut album. Uh,
2: yes, uh, I, it's a comedy. It's a it's a musical comedy album called Fog and Lasers. The album based off of a off of a variety show that uh, Jillian Bartolucci and myself would do at comedy bar, right? Um, once a month, and uh, we did uh, we did it once a month for about three years. Um, and it got to the point where we did more and more musical uh, aspects to the show, and uh, I was writing, you know, a, a lot of like jokey songs. And it got to the point where we said, "Let's make an album." And um, I uh, I went into a studio with uh, the my best friend and producer Gavin Whelan who ended up, uh, yeah, producing all the tracks. We had 15 tracks on the album, and uh, we came up with the whole concept of every single track on the album is done with a different musician. So, So it has a different sound to it. Right, um, And it worked out where all the musicians we contacted, everybody said yes. So that was even cooler.
1: Can you give us a little a brief rundown of who you worked with uh,
2: uh, for the Ian, listeners? Ian Dougherty from July Talk. Oh, is that the deep voice uh, guy? Um, no, that's uh, their <laughs> sick guitarist. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, it um, tastes like that.
1: Oh, I've never heard you do that voice. You yeah.
2: should do covers. Huh. Of them. So you asked
0: real musicians and real bands. Um,
2: yeah, that was kind of the the whole thing where I, I wanted to take it more of a of like the comedy side of mm. the writing aspect to songs. I didn't want to try to do like Yeah. You know. I, I wanted somebody who really knew what they were doing. Yeah. Um so I just asked a bunch of different musicians. Yeah, like Rich Knox from Danko Jones, mm-hmm. uh, Joe Harris. Uh, Lydia Persaud and Meg Contini from the Au Pairs, a beautiful, be- beautiful group of singers. Um, and uh, who else? Uh, Tyler Kite from Dwayne Gretzky. Did you
1: ask any uh, people like Gordon Lightfoot or Lawrence Gowan or any of people from the the other the older generations?
2: No, mostly because uh, they. Um, they don't. Uh,
1: they don't like
2: are? being contacted <laughs> really? by anybody, any fans or anything.
1: I would love it if Gordon Lightfoot put out a sort of uh, like funny album at this stage in his career.
0: I wonder what his sense of humor is like right now. Uh, he might be, a, you know, it might be a bit feel a bit dated. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, he might have a sort of a sense of humor of someone who was kind of, you know, in the '60s. Uh, I wonder. Yeah,
2: just a, just songs about wacky boats.
0: Yeah! Wow, the thunder is wild right now. No, yeah, he could the be like, you know, of
2: Gordon Lightfoot. Like
0: oh yeah, I'm Lightfoot. I could see him being like, uh, uh, imagine a banana that you pretend is a phone. You're talking to the banana and pretend it's a phone. Like that's, I feel like that's what his sense of humor would be like, kind of slapsticky kind of yeah that's the album it was like i put a whoopee cushion under my daughter's butt and then she sat on it and it sounded like a fart i would love to hear him do that i think i'm getting my gordon life impression as we're talking well you're it's you're doing a good job i scared my dog (laughs) i called my dog wait no And like I call I called my dog by the wrong name today. No, that doesn't sound like him. It sounds kind of Bob Dylaney. Yeah, you're right. But, but
1: uh, anyway, I mean, every highway.
2: Anyway, but Rod. <laughs> on the album, I really like the Venom. Like trying to sing for me? Are you like make, making me think? Yeah. You know.
0: Well, you might have you missed on, the boat. On the next album. Yeah, absolutely. I think you should have. You
2: know. I've got pipes. People tell me all the time. I've got pipes. Well, you keep doing that thing where, like, you uh, move your hand to the to the note. Do I do that? Yeah, you're doing that, and it's is that a pro move? I I mean, I I think you think it's a pro move, and you keep trying to do it to show me your skills. Well, which look, I am impressed. Good job. I'm, but, I I um, consider
0: myself like Toronto, like Fra- Frank D'Angelo is the Frank D'Angelo of Hamilton. He sings, he acts, etc. I'm the Frank D'Angelo of Toronto. I can act, I can sing, I can dance. You know, just saying. Think about
2: it. Next album. You're the Lansdowne Frank D'Angelo.
1: Exactly. Did you guys know? Because we're ta- we're talking about Canadian celebs. Dan Aykroyd. Uh, I think he's the only person who sings on both "We Are the World" and "Tears Are Not Enough." What he sang on "We Are the" World. Yeah. First of all, he sang on "We Are the
0: World." Like, I understand the Canadian <laughs> yes. one, because we have hardly any celebrities.
1: Well, he's, he was he is a gigantic star in, in America as well. But um, what? He's in both videos.
2: As the Blues Brothers.
1: I think he had lost his brother by that point, and Oof. so he's just plain old Danny uh, singing with, I, so with rock wait. stars. They had, like... Who sang in We
0: Are the World? Who were the
1: famous like, singers? I was it Michael Jackson? Stevie w- Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder. Lionel <laughs> uh, Richie. Uh, Richie. And um, Dan
0: Aykroyd? And, Tom Petty? Yeah.
1: I think so. <laughs> wow. Apparently, Michael Jackson and Stevie Wonder wouldn't do it until they found out Aykroyd was involved. <laughs> and, They're uh, big
0: fans of uh, <laughs> the great outdoors. Great outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> when Michael Jackson died, and this is not to defend him and any of his behavior, but they found a, co- a VHS copy... Of the great outdoors <laughs> beside his body. <laughs> he loved it. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I would say Tears Are
0: Not Enough is better than We Are the World. And if you're American, go on YouTube and check out the Canadian We Are the World. It's called Tears Are, are Not Enough with the Canadian stars.
1: Right. It's great. I think it's better than We Are the World. Has- We're all those stars. Corey Hart, uh, Getty Lee. Is Brian Adams. I think Joni Mitchell and Neil Young are in it and I think it was written by Richard uh, Richard Foster? No, what's his name? David Foster. Oh, I, I wasn't Glass Tiger involved.
0: Alan Frew from Glass Tiger, I believe. But he's Scottish. Why is he Canadian? Well, too? he's lived- Canada he's been has- here a
1: while. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, all right. James is always going on with his Deport Alan Fru, It is Deport Alan Fru that, back to Scotland. Yeah, he Don't hasn't been
2: here long enough. <laughs> now, uh, Alan
1: Fru, did you reach out to him for your album? From Glass
2: uh, I, I actually worked at Angus Glen in Markham, Ontario. The golf course? Work, yeah, I worked there for five years. Oh, uh, I'm from Markham. Oh. And, uh, and for some reason, he was always there. Golfing? I don't know. I don't remember. I think he was, I think he married someone who was in that uh, world or culture of like Markham golf world. um, (laughs) Wow. Because I always saw him there. And then he ended up, or maybe I'm just, maybe I think I saw him all the time, but I remember either he had his wedding there and uh, I remember him playing songs there all the time. So he would wow. you know, like, with- and then all of a sudden one day when I moved downtown and started hanging out at comedy bar, he hosted SNL one night, and what? Uh, oh, I, <laughs> I I went Hang through- on. I went through you mean a Sunday su- Night Live, Sunday Night Live, which is a yes. local stand-up, which is or a local a sketch, st- show. Sketch, show. sketch show, not
1: Saturday Night Live. No, imagine if Alan <laughs> Frew hosted like the upcoming season of Saturday Night Live. So like, and, and your host, Alan anyway, Frew. <laughs> I went through a solid,
2: I went through a solid, probably six years of him being in my in my life. Wow, wow. Of and just he- like, of just he he just popped up every now and then, and I was always like. Wow, he's he's around. Bet you forgot around. about
1: me, eh, Rod. Yeah, <laughs> not too likely. Yeah. According
0: to Wikipedia, he moved to a new market from Scotland at the age of sixteen. Oh, oh. and he and still
1: he's... has a thick, thick Scottish accent. Yeah,
0: he also apparently co-wrote that annoying, crappy. Um, remember the Winter Olympics theme song that was like, I believe. Like, how did it go? I believe.
2: Sang uh, Nikki Yanovsky.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, no offense to her, but. I hated that song, and he co-wrote it. So, um,
2: but
1: you would you would see him perform uh, Glass Tiger songs?
2: Yes, at the golf course. At the golf course, a lot. Um, Damn, it was a uh, it was an interesting culture to witness all the time. I worked right. as a banquet server. Wow, and a and a bartender. I served a lot of Tom Collins, really, uh, or Harvey Wallbangers. actually. What is a
1: Harvey Wallbanger? I've Uh, heard of Harvey Weinstein. I don't remember Harvey. uh... It might be
2: orange (laughs) juice, vodka, Galliano. I don't Hmm. remember, but I remember people ordering Harvey Wallbangers and uh, a lot of uh, uh, seeing a lot of golfers do cocaine. What? Just out in the open? Oh, there was. uh, It was Mark. It was Markham. There was a lot of. There was a lot of cocaine. I don't know what that means. Wait a
0: second. I I was (laughs) associate.
2: Where there's money, there's cocaine, James. Because
0: I, if you don't know, Markham is a suburb of Toronto. I always associated it with like, yeah, little family, nice family homes and like, I don't know. Like malls and stuff. Like it's like a cocaine Edward's place. Hands? Well, <laughs> like, <laughs>
2: kind of. Isn't that what Markham's I like? never was. I guess I don't know golf. what Markham's like. Um, with no, cocaine. I mean, I, I, I like you're going to find this in every single kind of like rich suburb. Hmm. But uh, Markham has another section of mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. called Unionville. Oh, yeah. I've been there. Uh, so Unionville <laughs> is where I kind of grew up also. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So that area is really nice too. But, uh, oh, yeah, there's, you know, they've they got their so where dark did you see, side of, of... where did uh, you see these golfers doing cocaine? Um, mostly in the... Uh, they would have parties. It's because it's we did a bunch of corporate parties. Uh, so with that, there was a, com- a bunch of companies that would have their... They would have their uh, golf tournaments, I guess. So you would get random ones. We did Playboy parties. You would have, what? like, the company Playboy would have their golf tournament and they would have girls come and Was there a Playboy
1: headquarters in Toronto or were I they have, fly in from America
2: I don't know where <laughs> these people came from but there was always some weird company not okay. weird but Playboy would throw <laughs> their uh throw a golf tournament every year right and uh people would pay to come and it would turn into like a crazy party Man, I was, Angus I was Glenn, like, golf course rocks. I was like, <laughs> um, did you ever see
1: Hugh? Did he ever come to, the, uh, to mean the Hefner? Angus Glenn. Hugh Hefner. Yes. Did he ever come to it's Angus Hef, Glenn? Mike. No, Heffy.
2: he never came. It was mostly just. Uh,
0: Actually, I think he came a few times okay. over the years. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah, you didn't see Heffy.
2: No, not not the Hef. But wow. yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like working at a golf course sounds boring, but it was actually pretty exciting for for someone who was in high school at the time. And then I think I worked there until I was like twenty one. Wow! And uh, at the time, you know, you see some things. Did you ever see people having sex on the course or in the clubhouse? There were there were always stories oh. about people having sex in the dressing rooms, like in the uh-huh. in the locker rooms, or uh, you would get like. Uh, Or certain companies, like company parties, they would hire hostesses to Uh come in, and there was always some random creepy golfer who would proposition a girl, and sometimes those girls would go for it. So there was one time where two people were caught having sex in one of the showers, and it was like a girl who was working as a a hostess, and one of the golfers who came for the tournament. I remember that day because I was working that party and uh yeah they were found it was like a Sunday golf tournament like a what Sunday the during hell, the day golf man tournament. yeah <laughs> that's why i'm always like Univille, baby, like there's a bunch wow. of I, crazy stuff of that golf. always happened.
1: I've never associated golf with like wild, like debaucherous partying with cocaine and sex in the in the locker room. But he think pro golfers are like that. Whoa, Tiger Woods, hello.
2: Oh yeah, you hear those Tiger Woods stories? Well,
1: I've heard. I've, that's the only golfer that I've ever heard like involved in uh, you know all sorts of sex. Well, Caddyshack. Oh, well, fair enough.
2: You know, come on. Yeah, Caddyshack really showed that wild side. <laughs> yeah. Well, Danny Noonan
0: he was getting all kinds of sex action. Um, that's wild, Rod. That's so interesting. It's one of those jobs that like uh yeah, you, you 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 from the outside seems boring, but then when you think about it, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of wild
2: stories it turns out. The more I think about it too. Uh, like looking back on all those things, I'm like, wow, that was actually very wild. Mm, the stuff yeah. happening. It, it
0: sounds wild. The idea, if you, if my, if if Mike or one of my friends goes, uh, oh, I went to this party and then there was a hostess there and then I had sex with the hostess in the shower. I'd be like, are you kidding me? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard.
2: I'm sure it wouldn't be that easy, though. I'm sure something was going on. Where, I mean, it was like older dudes who were, you know, Do you, are you talking about
0: like. This is like a you know prostitution ring?
2: situation? Who knows, probably. Oh my, my gosh, god, I'm that's sure even there's crazier. a bunch of stuff going on. I just always feel like there's more to it than what I actually Damn! Is
0: this is fucking like the conspiracy stuff in the states, <laughs> Epstein shit. Like, it's exactly the same. You know, there's stuff going on that we're getting ideas about, but we did don't it, know
2: for sure. Did I really just accuse a golf golf course <laughs> of, of <laughs> prostituting women of a on ring. a podcast? An international <laughs> oh, chain. Of- I'm t- I'm getting I'm getting sued. <sighs> wow. Well, Well I'm sure I'm sure Angus Glenn has (laughs) nothing to do with any of this. Absolutely. And it's more the individuals individuals that came to certain uh you know golf tournaments.
1: On your album Fog and Lasers, do you have a funny song about the Jeffrey Epstein stuff?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um No, but you know what? I'm gonna I'll write one. I'll write one for you. Cool. Okay. Um I did love your Venom song.
0: You have a Venom song on it. And do you love you love Venom. You I, at Halloween, I think I saw at a party you were dressed up as Venom,
2: and every you, other party as you're well. You're
0: tweeting about it.
2: I played basketball a, as, in Venom? The, as Venom in, the, <laughs> in a basketball tournament, which I think I did pretty well for wearing something that you must have been was working up a sweat. Me, oh, my mask really, really um, that that rubber wasn't meant to uh, breathe.
1: I've always <laughs> wondered. So you had an experience where you sweat in a rubber mask, and I wonder if these superhero actors. Wearing those masks in, during like under like uh, grueling circumstances, do the masks ever get uh, become stinky?
2: <laughs> I'm sure they have some sort of ventilation system, or I mean, these are we're, we're talking about million dollar special effects here. So, so you,
1: you think that the actors in Marvel movies don't wear just uh, fifteen dollar rubber masks in the movies? I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Now,
0: can I can I go back to Venom for a second? <laughs> uh, great, uh, you know, detour, Mike. Um, <laughs> If yeah, like, because Venom is Tom Hardy as Venom, and it's a superhero movie, but it's supposed to be like a dark superhero, anti superhero, anti superhero. But it's crazy. I watched it and I really enjoyed it. It's really stupid, but it's very funny. In like kind, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of one of those things where you're like, I think they know it's kind of dumb, and it's fun. But he, I think he does the craziest acting in that, and he's supposed to be, I think, from New York. But he does almost like a Louisiana accent all the you time. He talk like that. I didn't
2: think that I'm from New York. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm from New York City, everybody. Like it's crazy. He's crazy in it.
2: And my name's Eddie Brock. <laughs> I look like this. Yeah, it's yeah, trying to he really, to go he really <laughs> does something that uh you know what? It's a choice. And uh, choice. I felt that out of the whole film he actually carried it pretty well. It was fun. For a film that was kind of out of control, he let it.
1: Yeah. You uh, gotta see it. He Mike.
2: carried that film pretty well. Um it it is kind of a mess at points, but uh the first Spider Man wasn't that great. So really, I liked it
0: better than the Spider Man. I think
2: the sixth Venom movie is gonna be when they really
1: mm-hmm. gonna... why don't they let Tom Hardy talk with his nice natural British accent as uh who even knows what his voice is at this point. You know what I mean? Wouldn't what is it, his master voice? of disguise? Wouldn't it be fun to see, uh, you know, Venom on screen and then he like starts talking. He's like, I'm, "Hello, everybody. I'm Venom here. I'm going to." That sounds Australian, but but <laughs> you know it, what I'm
0: getting. What was at? he in that movie where he was that guy who was in jail all the time? Bronson. And didn't he talk like that? And something like who knows what he ta- what he talks. About. I mean, hello, the 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 Dark Knight Rises. I mean, that's the ultimate voice. Yeah, Bane, right? The ba- Bane
2: Bane voice. I don't. I can't do it.
1: If you could if you had an opportunity to ask Bane one question, Rod, what
2: would you ask him? How do you get your shoulders to look that good?
0: Right. I would ask, "Do you hate the Occupy movement?" Because you told me, Mike, some people think that movie is a is against the Occupy movement. Probably it
1: is. <laughs> no way. Uh what would I ask him? I'd say Bane, don't you want to let your face air out with all that? Uh, we can hardly understand a word you're saying once you take all that yeah. apparatus off and let your f- face air out. Oh, my God.
2: But <laughs> thank you for liking that Venom song.
0: Oh, it's a good song. I actually, Jen, you know what it reminds me of? Remember the Vines? Oh, wow. Yeah. I love, I, I listened, weirdly re listened to them lately. I was like, yeah,
1: they're good. What were their, no, you'll have to refresh my I memory. I want to get free. I yeah, want to get, get free, free right into, into the, the sun. sun. So they're not the same as the hives. No, that but was a that different, but well, they were one, good, two, too. Three, you take my hand and come with me, because you look so fine, and I really want to <laughs> No, that's not the mind. Hives. That's not the Hives. Isn't that the Hives? The Hives saying like, Die All Right. Hate to Say I Told You So? Yes. Is that the Hives? So who's hate saying? Hate to Say I Told jet. You So. All jet? right. Yeah, Jet suck. Jet did, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? I'm yeah. sorry to everyone and listening. I jet be. had
0: a song that would not fly today called Cold Hard
1: B-I-T-C-H. You know what? Speaking of Jets. Uh, Those Boeing jets are not doing too well. They keep crashing. Mike. Rod, people who see you around town or watch your videos will know that you have... There's a certain character you've played for years, Counting Crow's frontman, Adam Duritz. And Duritz was just in the news this past week because he updated his look in a way that shocked the entire world he cut off his famous dreadlocks. 2019. How did you <laughs> react when you heard the news? It's like 9-11 or the JFK assassination. <laughs> Everyone remembers where they were when they found out Duritz shaved his darn head and...
2: Got rid um, of the dreads. I got a lot of messages about that. Right. And uh, people people were contacting me, wanted to know what I thought about it. Immedi- were you overwhelmed? Were you- I immediately uh, went through um, – I immediately thought – my first thought was, ah, I can't do this bit anymore. And then I thought, I haven't done this bit in a year. And <laughs> then I thought – um, I thought it was a wig.
1: Well, I did read up about it, and he has on the record said that his his dreads look like that with the help of extensions. What? So he did wear extensions, but he then what the hell on Instagram he put up some pictures and he admitted that he flew to London and shaved his head. <laughs> and you'd think you could shave your head wherever you are. you don't need, need to be in uh, you know uh, the UK to shave your head, but he I can't believe on, he had extensions. Does anyone else think this is insane?
0: Like no one wh- well, why? Had an
1: image to live up to.
2: you know what? as long as the crows keep pumping out hits, yeah, that's true. all I care about as long and as <laughs> I just want him to be okay okay enough where he can sit down and write. Uh, a song that'll be timeless. You know, since they started, there hasn't been a month
1: that's gone by where they haven't had a hit song. So I feel like he's not going to uh, lose his, his power just by losing uh, his dreads. Do you think there are any other bands
0: who, you know, are. Using extensions or something like that to keep up their brand. Interesting.
2: Jemerique, I know uh, his hat is glued to his head. So oh my god! Maybe one day that hat will be. Uh, he <laughs> ripped off. <laughs> ripped off his
1: head. Maybe someone will rip it off his head.
0: I heard. I read a rumor on Fortune that the ZZ Top beards are uh, actually pubes, and this. That's, what, uh, well, that's James, what they're saying online. Of
1: course 4chan is going to make that disgusting claim. That's the sewer of the internet. Who else though? Do you think Alice Cooper is wearing extensions? Do you think um mm. let's see, Steven Tyler uh, do you think uh, I've heard
0: that Bono's famous sunglasses aren't are are not prescription. What? Yeah, he just wears them for those yellow ones, yeah, the purple ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: All right. Well, you know, I saw the band Iron Maiden a few weeks ago. Which oh. is very unlike you, Mike, Outdoors. I will say. Well, I went to go see them at the outdoor venue, uh, the Budweiser stage at Ontario Place. And the, rest of the, like, the lead singer, Bruce Dickinson, he's had short hair for a while. The rest of the band, hair is long and like uh, as it was in the 80s and 90s, n- not gray at all. And I was wondering what the wig situation was there or if they were blessed. To have their their hair still. Wow, maybe growing long hair is harder than we think. Like you see these guys with beautiful
0: long hair, and you think, "Damn, maybe half the time it's friggin' fake." Remember those guys in Extreme, More Than Words? Yeah, could oh have been yeah, bullshit. Gary Cherone or something. G- Cherone
1: and Nuno <laughs> Betancourt, the guitarist. Wow, you know, my I, good I, pull. I, was, I was nervous watching Iron Maiden that if a gust of wind came, it might blow the wigs off. Oh, see.
0: bald spots. You know, a friend of mine. Shout out to my friend Tristan told me that the lead singer of Iron Maiden is obsessed Bruce with Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson is obsessed with trains and he's he said, is this true? I don't know, that he hosts a show in England about trains and they don't even mention he's the lead singer of Iron Maiden. Well, it's I'm, just
1: like understood he is a train freak. I know he's obsessed with like warplanes and aircraft cuz he is a pilot and there are so many Iron Maiden songs about like World War One jets and uh, World War Two sp- Spitfires and stuff like that. Wow, Tail Gunner, Ace's High. Is that what
0: their songs are about? I never. They're basically,
1: really... everyone was like, when I was a kid, people were like, they're Satanists. But yeah. when you actually they're look at it, it's like they're like history very... <laughs> nerds. <laughs> <laughs> they're interested in technology. Yeah. Um, uh, Rod,
2: because you, you go to see a lot of concerts, Rod. I I think that's what I. Uh, I think I'm addicted to going to Damn. concerts because that's really in the summertime. That's really all I want to do. So mm, I go right. see about a concert every two weeks, every week. Damn. Uh, do you love uh, seeing an dep- outdoor? Not huge concerts. Right. Sometimes it's like in a little club or something, but I, I enjoy going. I mean, I went to the smashing pumpkins
0: and we were, I was there too and we didn't know we were both there, but we found out later.
1: Oh boy. It's like uh sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Sliding doors. You yeah,
2: know?
0: yeah.
1: How was the show?
2: It was great. I ended up lucking out um, because I also have other friends who are addicted to going to concerts. So one of my friends had asked if I wanted to go, and uh, I found out the seats were uh, seventh row from the stage. So that for me was incredible. You must be able to
1: smell Billy Corgan from from that. There was a
2: lot of like, "Ooh, he looks like a vampire." Um I think, but I guess everybody kind of had that thought.
1: I think
0: Billy needs to move on from this like, you know, old-timey vampire look. I
2: think I disagree. It's, you lo- you want him to keep I with it. I love it and I think he needs to keep going with uh, uh-huh. being as it being weird and so does he
1: wear like black robes to yeah. like to enhance Nosferatu. the Nosferatu look. Yes, that's yeah. what
0: it is, the Nosferatu. And right. he even had like he had makeup on his face in like pattern, like a pattern around his eye.
1: Whoa! Even yeah.
2: the st- even the stage design had like the night. It was like 1998. Yeah, feel. Yeah. And I think it was you that posted saying something about like maybe it w- was it you who said it looked like the bare naked ladies <laughs> stunt <laughs> well. album.
0: No, I didn't say Why? that. What was I on was on stage,
2: but you may have I just was making a
0: joke because it was clearly a Smashing Pumpkins song, and I it, made a joke. It really <laughs> did look like the That's cover funny. of I the Bare Naked Ladies' put that stunt together. album. Wow. Which does
1: that cover remind me? It's is that the one with the clown on it? Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well, there were this, scared, like weird clowns at the Smashing Pumpkins
1: concert.
2: Oh no. Which I I I thought it was uh, hilarious because then I started to think, really, yes, there is this whole like nineteen ninety seven ninety eight feel to this whole thing and maybe it's on purpose, I don't know, but um I feel like if if a band like that is going to say, okay, this is why we're famous cuz we were famous during this time, we might as well stick to that. You know, that's when we were most I guess that's true. famous. So let's stick to the what people liked about us and that's it, which I don't really know how many people like the vampire Billy Corgan, but I don't mind it.
1: So in my mind, I remember Billy Corgan having long hair, no, and then like when, overnight... Like Gish, maybe, suddenly like had first album, like maybe. Like smooth head. Oh, know. you're
0: talking about like in the Today video? I mean, it wasn't long. <laughs>
2: he had greased hair in that, like slit. Yeah, what
1: are <laughs> so you talking was, about? His greaser phase, yeah. But well, anyway, did the band play all the hits you wanted to hear?
2: Um, yes, they did, and I, uh, I felt terrible because I left earlier... Um, right as soon as the encore happened, I left earlier and I mess. I missed uh, Cherub Rock.
0: Oh, no. yeah, that no. was good.
2: I uh, I felt uh, why you like leave? an idiot. Um, you know, sometimes you're inebriated at a concert and you start walking. And a security guard grabs you and says, you got to get out of here. And uh, you do get out of there. Is that what happened? No, I didn't get kicked out. It was more me trying to stand in a certain spot. Uh, Because we walked away from our spot in that area. And then I tried to go more central. And uh, there was a security guard who said, you can't stand here. And I thought, oh, the concert's going to be done anyway. Let's just go. So we started walking towards uh, the exit. And then by the time we got to the, to that spot um, near uh, the exit, we had uh, realized they were playing that song. Well,
0: oh, I boy. wanted them to play more melancholy and uh, uh, Siamese Dream a little Here, bit.
2: Here, no is why is that that song? Is that what it's called? Uh, what is called know. anyway? It's like it's after Zero on that album. Oh, but okay, that's the one I wanted to hear, which I don't think they play. Is
1: is Billy one of those front men? Who's cracking jokes and is big on banter and like telling stories. In
0: fact, Michael, he barely said a word. And then James Eha, the guitar player, he was... I thought this was funny. Like he started talking and he started singing as a joke like, I'm going to take my horse to the Old Town Road. No. And everyone was clapping and laughing that the Smashing Pumpkins guy is singing that. And then Billy shut it down. He goes, James, I love you. I think he said, but I'm not here for that shit. Oh, no. And then he shut it down. It was funny but i was kind of like billy he's being fun and you're kind of not so maybe That's, let james Ehaw do his thing
1: i bet i mean th- hearing you describe that i would love to see a reboot of the odd couple right <laughs> instead of uh, mathieu and lemon we got eha and corgan yeah right
0: that'd be good mm. um <laughs> do you guys remember on uh, i believe it was on howard stern i don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast billy corgan said he had seen a shapeshifter <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh my God! Look it up. He's, what if it was just James Ehan having some
1: fun? It could have been
0: Billy, and he was very coy about it. He was kind of like Howard Stern's, like, "Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean you've seen a shapeshifter?" And Billy Corgan's like, "I, I can't, I can't get into it,
1: Robin." But, Robin, Billy says he's seen a shapeshifter. <laughs> yeah. What's that, Howard?
2: Yeah, but look was it up. It Billy a, says he's seen a shapeshifter. What is it? A sexy shapeshifter?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? What are our boobs like? Uh, out of ten, what? <laughs> Yeah. No, so, he's seen hear- a shapeshifter. And he, he's also been on Alex Jones, and he also owns a wrestling league. Like, he, he's a complicated
2: guy. Is he. Uh, he's been on Alex Jones, but what did he say? On I Alex don't
0: think Jones? he's like an outright. Uh, you know, right guy or anything, but I think he's maybe just believes in conspiracy theories. I mean, clearly, if he thinks he saw a shapeshifter,
1: did he go into any further detail wh- about the shapeshifter?
0: No, and I think <laughs> I actually I did I think I did read or listen to a follow up, and I'm forgetting, but there there might have been a follow up. But he wouldn't say. He said he couldn't say. Who right. knows what the hell's going on? I mean, out a lot there, of man. people say they've seen
1: <sighs> ghosts, but it's rare to hear someone say like, "Oh, I actually I've seen a shapeshifter." I want to
0: say did? I think he said he had sex with one. But I am gonna look that up. Oh, I don't he know did if that's write true.
2: "Tonight Tonight," so I mean, that makes up for a lot of that. So.
0: Yeah, Night-tuna, I mean, you're a shapeshifter.
1: We, f- I-, I forgive him seeing a shapeshifter or claiming to with all with all the hits he did.
0: You know, <laughs> well, maybe what if he imagine
1: he's right? Imagine, like you know, we've ever surrounded by shapeshifters. Now, did he do any Zwan songs live, or did he save Zwan for a, diff- a different night?
2: I forgot about Zwan. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh wow. That's,
1: that's how most people. know that's their gateway, Billy Morgan, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Can I
0: just? Do you mind if I just do a quick interrupt? Okay. Please. So, Billy, uh, here's an article from Exclaim, and uh, Billy said, "Quote: I saw a transformation that I can't explain. I was not on drugs. I was totally sober." Uh, Corgan went on to say, I know it happened. In fact, it happened twice. It's still Corgan. Quote, I will say, since we're on the radio, that the story is even more fantastical than you think. Um, and when Stern pressed for more detail, Corgan said, quote, the person was naked. A man? Stern asked. (laughs) Corgan responded, a person was naked. Stern then asked, are you saying it was a lover who shape shifted? To which Corgan replied, I can no longer discuss this whoa so billy corgan had sex
2: with a shapeshifter all right that's my a rude analysis. way to
1: refer to your ex
2: oh. <laughs> guys i once had sex with a shapeshifter
1: oh my god whoa is this an exclusive on the
0: landlord <laughs> and tenant podcast? this is huge for us oh man! what was it like yeah. i guess it'd be kind of fun you could be like hey honey uh, what if tonight you kind of have a jessica rabbit vibe <laughs> and then the next day, you can be like, hey, how about Barney Rubble? Anything you want, it's a shapeshifter. Barney Rubble? You know what I'm saying, just something totally different. The opposite. Do you want to have sex with Barney no, Rubble? No, I'm just saying if your wife was a shapeshifter, you could do anything you wanted. Interesting mind went
1: to Barney Rubble. i was thinking of the opposite
0: yeah. of Jessica Rabbit. That's well, Barney Rubble. To
1: me, it would be uh, Marge Simpson. Uh, call me crazy. Well, but, uh, whatever. Anyway.
2: Betty Boop or something, but... Barney Boop. Rubble.
1: I guess it doesn't have to be an animated
0: character as well. Yeah, well, maybe yeah. you know. Uh, 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 but uh, <clears> throat> throat> Did you guys, would you guys want to get it on with an animated character? Oh,
2: definitely. I had the whole Jessica <laughs> Rabbit thing when I She's, was. She's, I
0: guess, the ultimate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, she is. A lot of people thought uh, the Mrs. wife of the Jetsons. <laughs> the Jetsons robot. Is that the Jetsons? No, robot? Rosie is the. Uh, the oh, Jetsons. sorry. I am talking about Mrs.
1: Meant... Potts Who's from that? Uh, oh. Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I think it's voiced by
0: Angela Lansbury. Come, Frank, with a pot, old lady pot. Oh boy, and her son Chip. Um, sorry, no, no, I'm sorry, I probably derailed it.
1: Have you seen any other uh, summer concerts this this season?
2: Um. Wow. Uh, with summer concerts, who else have I oh, seen? Noel I, Gallagher. Oh, I saw for Noel Gallagher open for the Smashing Pumpkins, How which was actually very. I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought he was charming. A lot of people probably disagree with me, but I really did. I thought he was funny after he sang "Wonderwall" when he was like, "This song made me a bunch of money." <laughs> I thought that was really funny. He's stunning. not
1: trying funny. to talk about how much money he, he's made. He also kept saying, like, now that you've
0: legalized drugs, this country's actually cool. He said that a lot. <laughs> Did everyone high five in the crowd? But yeah, yeah, it was a bit insulting. But he, he, you know what I'm going to say about uh, Noel? He
1: looks great. Really? He looks great. He looks young, fit. Because his brother Liam and they are uh, always in the press fighting uh, big war words. Liam often refers to him as potato face I think that's or BS. potato hands. When I saw Noel
0: on stage, I was like, "Damn, he looks good." He's wearing a black t- tight black T shirt, and he was. He, I bet he looks good with the shirt off. I'm going to throw that out there. Do you think <laughs> he looks
1: good with his pants off, James? Mike, probably. To be honest.
2: Not a, not like a Barney Rubble vibe. Oh, good yeah, a That life. was weird that you,
1: your mind immediately went to uh, Barney Rubble. I'm
0: just saying, if yeah. the person is a shapeshifter, they could be anything. They could be a plant. Fair enough. Fair enough. It could be the CN Tower.
1: Did they do, did Noel
2: Gallagher and his High Flying Birds do a lot of Oasis songs? Or They did about, I would say half of their set was Oasis songs. Right. Maybe. They did three or four. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Don't and look back don't, in anger. Yeah, classic. Okay. okay. Wonderwall. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what was that other? How did I know it goes? Nah, nah, yeah, dun, hold on, hold on. Yeah, but I don't know that if one. that's what that's called. But that's what they say. <laughs> um, and then they did they did a Beatles song.
1: Yeah, no. all, all yeah. you need is love. Noel Gallagher did a Beatles song.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. So Rod, you are um,
0: you're in TV shows. You're in the show Kim's Convenience. Yeah, you're in movies sometimes. And oh, and you were telling us that you were in a show
2: with Billy Baldwin. Yeah, Billy Baldwin. He's the is it Northern Rescue? Is the show Northern Rescue? Yeah, was Billy was on, Baldwin.
1: Uh, just to put him in context. He's the, a brother of Alec and Daniel Baldwin.
2: Yes, he's one of the Baldwins. He is. Uh, he was he was super super nice to me. Hmm. Uh super super cool guy when I got there. Um there was just certain moments that that were that were very uh that kind of like opened a view into his world. Um and there was there were certain times where um we went to a restaurant after shooting one day he said you like ribs? And I said, oh, yes, oh I love ribs. And he goes, I'm going to take you to this restaurant. So is my, this in North Bay, by the this way? This is in Perry Sound. Okay. We, sh- wow. we shot the show in Perry Sound. Does
1: he have the same kind of uh, voice as He Eric? has the exact voice. Wow. The exact That's same awesome. voice
2: wow. as, as his brother. I think they all have the same voice, probably. Right. Mm. But um, he ended up taking me and another actor, Michael, into this restaurant, really nice restaurant in Perry Sound. We showed up. Obviously, he had gone there all the time. So the second we walked in, the whole wait staff was like, hey, how are you, Billy? Sit down. You know, the usual. He's sitting there and uh, like he's the king of Perry Sound. (laughs) Man. And uh, just it was really nice to, to sit down with him. But it got to the point where every single table at the restaurant was obviously looking over. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they got Billy Fever. Yeah, they had Billy Fever, and uh, we had like a table where they wanted a photo. There was another table where uh, they kept saying their favorite movies, oh. uh, Billy Baldwin movies, and what so- one, uh, one of them was like, "I love Backdraft," and he was like, "Oh, thank you so much." Like, and then uh, another table came up and bought him shots. Wow! Uh, and they wanted to do a shot with him, but he said, "No, no, thank you." And uh, he pointed to me and said, "But this guy'll take. Rodrigo will take it. whoa and cool. I took. Tu- I took the shot, um, and I'm sitting there the whole time, just looking at in awe of like this cool, wow. cool moment. and then, uh, And then it got to the point where um, uh, there was a, a big table of like these super drunk people who were making fun of him. And they kept saying things like, oh, if I was a Baldwin brother, I would blah, 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 blah. And, oh, and just on, just, the just shittiest trying to enjoy way. dinner. He was just trying to have a nice night. I hate and those we people. Were, you know, I was sitting with, with him, and we were, you know, he kept being like, you got to try the ribs here. You got to try the ribs. And uh, we ordered the ribs, and these people <laughs> keep making fun of them until finally he got up. Oh, no. Walked over to their table, and uh, he, uh, he went over to the, uh, it was like a... A group of couples, and he said, "Hey, everybody, I can recommend a um, a rehab center for all of you if you want." Oh, Whoa, that's uh, good. And then uh, and then came back and walked walked back to the. Table. As in, like they're drunk? And they were just way too wasted. Because uh, uh, at one point, a couple of them had walked in and stumbled to the washroom, wow. and they were like hitting the wall. Uh, and we were we just wow. were we were kind of looking at them, being like, "Wow, you guys." are clearly just way too hammered. And, uh, and then it got to the point where, uh, he had said that he sat back down, we were eating. And, uh, one of their, one of the husbands had gotten up, walked over (laughs) to the table, basically beside me and started reaming on, uh, Billy Baldwin and saying things like you, uh, offended my wife, but super wasted. So you offended my wife, you cowered, and he's just calling him out. Oh, my God. And Billy Baldwin's just kind of like waving his hand, being like, okay, bye, buddy. Like, thank you very much. Like, have a great night. Go fuck yourself, basically. <laughs> and uh, this is in the middle of the restaurant. Damn. So while this is happening, I'm enjoying the ribs, which the ribs, the ribs were ribs? great. <laughs> they were really good. Oh, okay. They were really, really good right. ribs. Yeah. Um, And that happened. Um. And then that that whole table got asked to leave basically. <laughs> Good. Uh, and we were sitting there um and I uh I asked Billy I said does that happen a lot and he said all the time. Oh the wow. Time. I feel bad for Billy. Well, not yeah, not so much. I mean he, pre- he he composed himself pretty well. It was yeah. it wasn't that bad. He it was, makes he me was embarrassed really nice. to be in
0: this damn country these dumb hicks from Perry Sound. <laughs> Messing with Billy Baldwin, who's being nice.
2: It was taking actually out his
0: co-stars to dinner.
2: It was actually funny because that's what I thought, and then the wait staff came over and they said, "Those people aren't from Perry Sound. Don't don't think that that's what Perry Sound represents." <laughs> and then I thought, "Oh, okay. I wonder where they're from." Yeah, hopefully so across the border. Maybe they were from Perry Sound. Who knows? But um, yeah, that Damn, that was a good like, story. That was like my second night there, and uh, and then yeah, and then we would uh, go and rehearse scenes. And um I had just uh I had just come out with a song called Whip Your Dick and Tits Out.
1: Okay. On your and, album? Uh,
2: on on our Fog and Lasers the album. Yeah. Um Not exactly Wonderwall. Not exactly <laughs> Wonderwall. And the director came over and said, "Hey Billy, so Rodrigo has a song out right now that I bet you would love." Oh my god. And uh and then uh, Billy Baldwin says, "What really what's the name of the song?" And then I said it's called Whip Yo Dick and Tits Out. And uh, he went, what? (laughs) Um, and then I said, "Never mind, don't worry." Oh my god! And then we started
1: between you and Billy at that. And then
2: we started rehearsing the scene for camera, (laughs) and uh, they yelled "action!" The whole crew's watching, and uh, Billy Baldwin goes to my character and goes, "Hey, Alan," and I turn around and I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "Whip yode." Dick and tits out. Oh, well, this is so and, good. And uh, I thought that was uh, I thought that was a really funny moment because uh, he did hear me. <laughs> I love um, it. And uh, yeah, it was a little stuff like that. But he he was great. He sounds like
0: a cool guy.
2: He was really nice. He was very very nice. And uh, he talked so much shit about uh, Trump. Okay, um, so that was cool of him. He was just a all around just um, always good. wanted to hang out. Never really. Kept me in the... Uh, yeah, some Some actors are always too cool to hang out with you. Yeah. Right. And they got their own little spaces. Not him. He was chilling out with us. That's cool. He nice. was sitting down with us, which was really nice. Did you ask him about
0: the movie Fair Game? Which was um, a 1995 movie with Billy Baldwin and Cindy Crawford.
1: Cindy Crawford, supermodel. Oh, wow.
0: In that movie, in the climax, it's like they're on a train and they're like killing these terrorists. And him and Cindy Crawford have a sex scene why, like in the midst of trying to kill these terrorists.
1: Hey, uh, when
0: uh, some, when nature calls. That's true. I also remember from that movie, because uh, he, he was like a spy and Cindy Crawford, I think, was probably just like a girlfriend. And he gives Cindy Crawford a gun and she goes, I don't know how to work this thing. And Billy Baldwin goes, you ever used a camera? Same principle, point and shoot. Imagine telling Cindy Crawford cool that line. and you're also doing it. Like that's, that's a cool guy. Oh wow. I uh I just wanted to share a memory I had of the movie Fair Game. I mean, you know.
2: Is that why you're wearing a fair game shirt? Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh
2: that's don't. why I was wondering. God damn, yeah. James.
1: I never knew the origin of that shirt.
0: Can I <laughs> can I tell you guys also a true story? Just it made me think of it with your Billy Baldwin, you know, rude table story. I was in uh, Brampton, Ontario. Wow, we're naming all the the big mm-hmm. cities in Ontario today. At a shoeless Joe's, and I was at a table full of women and me, and it was late. Ooh, every guy's oh, dream. Oh no, no. Well, there was a drunk old bugger next to us, <laughs> and his drunk dumbass friend. I'm
2: picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing like Walter Matthau,
0: kind of. And he's drunk as hell. And he starts kind of being creepy to the ladies at the table, kind of being like, ooh, like just saying dumb stuff. And he actually said what you said, Mike, like, oh, God, you're a lucky guy, eh? Like that kind of stuff. Okay. But then it was tough because I think when I was younger, I would have gotten really mad and like yelled at him or something. But then I'm like, I don't want to be an, like, I don't want to be overreacting. Like they, you know what? You know when you want to find that fine balance where you're like, these women are, you know, I don't want to. I don't. They don't need my protection. You're be too, but at the, the white same
1: night, yeah, I don't want to yeah, be too yeah. much of
0: a like. Yeah. I'll handle this, ladies. Fuck you, or something. <laughs> but I also don't want to not say anything and it's come across like a total wuss. <laughs> so I didn't know. I was feeling like I was angry and I wanted to yell at him, but I didn't want to be too much. So finally, at the end of the night, the ladies get up and they're pissed, and I'm like mad because I. But I don't know what to do, and I, and I just go to the guy, enjoying your drinks. <laughs> And then I left, and then I thought, ah, shit, that was the fucking lamest thing I could have said. And then I'll say who one of the ladies was. Well, I won't say. But one of the ladies goes like, "Oh, did you say something to that guy? Kind of hopeful? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what did you say? And I'm like, oh, uh, I just said enjoying your drinks. But I meant, like, you're drunk, you know? And Oh, God. Not cool. You
1: subtly... subtle
0: burn him. it was a subtle yeah. burn yeah because oh, <laughs> oh i was trying to be like you've had too many drinks you're drunk oh right. god
1: uh how did, did he say anything back was i this... think
0: it confused him which might have worked in a way right well enjoying your drinks
2: around on me <laughs> i <laughs> yeah. hope you really enjoyed there you go. Joe's. it's a fine restaurant do you want
1: anything to eat also
2: <laughs>
0: oh wow. god
1: yeah it's funny funny stuff
0: do you want? I had an idea because I I uh, didn't come up with a proper game this week, Rod. Usually I do, but I had an idea for a really quick dumb game that I just put together. It's not as a, we were talking about Iron Maiden. You
1: don't want us to shapeshift and become no Bar-
0: Barney Rubble? Do you? No. <laughs> but uh, do you want? To, is this a good idea? Um, I'll give four songs, and you can say if they're real Glass Tiger songs or made up or not Glass Tiger songs. Oh, cool. This yeah. is fun. Okay. Okay. Ready. Play the so, theme music. Okay. All right. So this game is called, Is This a Real Glass Tiger Song or Not? Ready? Right. Ancient Evenings. It's a real Glass Tiger song. Michael?
1: I don't know it by name, but I, I, feel, I feel like, like you, you know a lot of them because you probably saw him perform oh. most of their songs. I'll say it's real.
0: It's real. All right. How about this one? Mystical Mornings.
2: <laughs> uh No.
1: I can also say no. Although
0: I'd love if a band had That's wouldn't that have been cool? That's what I was yeah. thinking. I did make it up, but wouldn't that have been cool? Yeah. The Keepers of Time.
2: <laughs> no.
1: Hmm. Is that the kind of subject that Fru would tackle.
0: Time. <laughs> it's funny to think about. Well, is it a clock, or is it a, a man in a robe who is the keeper of time? As sounds a concept? like more of a
2: Rush song. It does anyway. sound like that.
1: Mm. I'm going to say. I'm going to throw caution to the wind. Say it is a, a Glass Tiger. Song. It is. Ah. Yes. Who would have
0: thought Glass Tiger would get into this sort of mysticism of yeah. Father Time?
1: Because you think of those guys like they never check the clock. They're relaxed. Mm-hmm. They're always
0: Scottish. You know, they're always late. <laughs> The is that, keepers a, is of that a stereotype time?
1: about Scottish people that they're no, late?
0: No, but the people do say "Island Time" and Scotland's on an island. I mean, absolutely. England, but. Yeah. Um, how about this song? We your family. We your family.
1: Your family. Kind
0: like of like we the
2: North, but we your family. Oh, that's right. We your family. Um, I'm gonna say no.
1: I'm thinking of a song like "We
2: Your Family." Uh, but
1: that's a different band. I'm going to say yes. It is a real song.
0: Oh, for and we <laughs> spelled W-A-E. So W A E, so I think it might be like a Scottish way your family. way your family. But I thought, I, yeah. Now I know Scottish people your are
1: family. Scottish people are uh, interested in their clans and their tartans. So family familia is important <laughs> to Scottish <laughs> that means people.
2: It. Right? Yeah, it means a lot. How about yeah. this one? Infinite dreams. Oh no! Sounds
1: like Rush again.
2: That that sounds like a Dream Theater song. <laughs> Infinite Dreams is actually a Iron Ma-
0: an Iron Maiden That's song. Right. So, uh
1: Dream Theater. The only oh, people I knew who oh, sorry, I, go ahead, Michael. Can I just say that, now that you brought up Iron Maiden in the context of talking about uh, Glass Tiger? Um, they played a song called The Klansman at the Ooh, Iron Man oh movie. yeah, and Bruce Dickinson went out of his way to Underline. He's like, we're going to play a song now from the 90s. It was a song I didn't know. And he's like, now, if you're tweeting about our live set, please understand this song, The Klansman, is spelled with a C, not a K. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this is about Scotland. It's not about uh, the KKK.
2: Did everyone laugh? Uh,
1: well, No, because everyone like knew the song but me, basically. And uh, I, anyway, What happened was I asked my friend John, I was like, is this song long? Because I really need to go to the bathroom. He's like, "Yeah, it's like twelve minutes long." So I ran <laughs> to the porta potty and then got another beer and came back. You pay a lot of money to go to the Budweiser stage, and they don't even have permanent bathrooms set up. It's all disgusting portable toilets. Come on, guys! Wow, um,
0: <laughs> that's wild. That's wild. Well, uh, Rod, I was just I was just thinking about Dream Theater. What Rod mentioned there, and like, did you guys find? Did you know anyone who liked Dream Theater? Sort I feel like of. the only people I knew who liked them were like the biggest music nerd. Like socially poorly adjusted people, I knew. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like I and I listened. I've only listened to like YouTube clips of it, but it's really weird. Oh, it's not. It's not weird. It's just like
2: a bit much.
0: Yeah, it's like are they Canadian? Chimes being played, and then like the craziest, like like one of those kind of like it's metal, but like mystical
2: metal. Right, is that a thing? You know what I mean? Yeah, like wizards uh, flying through space. Yeah.
0: I don't believe they're Canadian, Okay, but check them out. Dream
2: Theater. I think Michael Portnoy is associated. Can you look that up? Michael Portnoy, P-O-R-T-N-O-Y. I think he was the drummer, or I might be mistaken. He, he's a drummer for somebody else, maybe. Okay. Oh. It would be um,
0: embarrassing if we looked this up, and he's like a porn star. And you're like, oh, I don't know where I
2: knew that from. <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, it's it's looking good. Mike Portnoy, Dream Theater. You're right, man. He's a drummer. He's got a wild look,
2: too. That's actually the way I know about Dream Theater, because uh, he's a very good drummer. But I lived with a bunch of the musicians that you speak of, of like very, uh, I guess you could call them music nerds, Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. uh, good buddies. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I kind of learned about them that way. Never really was a fan of that type of stuff mm-hmm. um i guess rush would be the only thing that i kind of like love in that i love world. rush i love rush <laughs> but sometimes it is very oh uh, it's lame mystical lame oh my god Ross. the Did
0: song free will it's like literally just does he believe? like you know what i mean i you know like he's singing about how he thinks free will makes more sense than fate and really <laughs> almost like a first year philosophy class way it's
2: really funny
1: did either of you see rush when they were still touring oh yeah wish oh i'm so i
2: saw them twice they were amazing
1: do they would they put on like a four-hour show because all their songs are like 15 minutes long
2: i saw them at the amphitheater uh and there was a lot of i I remember a lot of dragons (laughs) um a lot of like flames that's cool uh drum solo was so long and i loved it uh they had dragons come out on stage uh no they had the dragon (laughs) on the big screen oh okay they had the dragon on the big screen and i think i remember i don't know but i remember there being uh the movie i love you man was very big (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the time and they have that whole slap the bass oh yeah right so they had a whole video segment where paul rudd and jason siegel are talking about that. I remember something like that. That's kind of fun. In the tour that I saw. But I remember right, that. Right, because in
0: the movie, they would jam to Rush, the two characters. He loves Rush. Jason yeah. is
2: like a crazy Rush right, fan. Right, because he
0: loved Rush in um uh the the teenage high school movie uh, show, um, Freaks,
2: and Freaks and Geeks. Freaks and greets. His character yeah. loved Rush in that too. Yeah, he really does in real life. That's so, so he always funny. tries to put it into something. <laughs> that
1: guy, he loves Rush. He loves the Muppets. He loves
0: uh, David his Foster. penis? He loves his penis? It, what? It, well, and forgetting Sarah Marshall, he showed his penis.
1: Okay, and he also loves David <laughs> Foster were... Wallace. Does he? He played him in uh, a movie. Oh.
2: <laughs> huh. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I remember seeing Rush. I love how this turned I wish into I saw Rush. like classic rock podcast.
0: <laughs> well, Ma- Mike and I were saying, Rod, you agree. It's kind of more fun to see a band that's like, it's almost like a bit more funny to see them. Like almost than a band you really want to see. You know what I mean? Like there's something fun about like seeing uh, s- sort of a silly band, you know?
2: Like what, what would be a silly band? Well,
0: Iron Maiden for Mike. You know, I did. I saw Sticks last year, and I loved it. Not silly, but it's like kind of funny. You
1: still tell the story about Gowan dancing on the piano. It was amazing. (laughs) He was
0: amazing.
2: I saw Lionel Richie. I saw Lionel Richie four years ago at the amphitheater, and it was the best concert I had ever seen. See, that's what I mean. He ran out onto the stage. He ran out. They introduced him, and usually it's like performer comes out and like everybody's saying, you know, everybody's cheering. Uh he talks to the crowd for a bit. No, he ran out and he just started yelling going, "I know what you people want." Oh my god. And everyone was like, "Whoa," like just going Whoa. crazy. And he goes, "You want the hits?" Oh. "Well, I'm going to give you the hits." That's the best thing to and hear. And he didn't oh, wow. stop. It just was oh hit after god. hit after hit for two hours. That's the best
0: thing I've ever heard anyone
2: say at a concert, because that <laughs> is what you want. And the only other time I've ever heard somebody say that, somebody told me that Prince uh, came out on stage and said, every song you're going to hear tonight is a hit, and oh, just played. Wow. And that was it. And you were you're sitting there going, you know exactly what to do for these people. Wow.
1: Well, I will say the Iron Maiden tour I saw, the Legacy of the Beast, it, it was advertised with uh they, they it said no new songs it was just oh that's uh, fan great. favorites
2: oh i wish i saw that i was so jealous that people got to go see iron maiden
0: man remember i wrote you last year rod because i wanted to see muse oh but none of my other friends would want to go i definitely mike wouldn't want to go i loved tom it tom henry sure as hell wasn't gonna go my girl the girlfriend i was seeing what didn't wouldn't <laughs> go with me either so I was like, literally, like, who will go with me? And I'm like, should I go by myself? I'm like, I don't want to do that. But I wish I had gone because you were going, and I messaged you, and I wish I had gone with, like, with
2: you. It was excellent. But I,
0: d- I knew I wouldn't be able to sit near you, so I felt a bit like, well,
2: I went to go see. I go to concerts all the time by myself, just because they're usually like last minute decisions, yeah, like yeah. that, where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. who's playing tonight? Yeah, I'll go. And you can find cheap tickets. Hmm. You can find. Are you a
1: StubHubber? Or are you a... no?
2: I usually go on. Uh, I usually go on Facebook to the event. Ah, there's, so a, there's always a ton of people getting rid of like last minute tickets that their friends can't come or something. Right. So and smart. it's always face value. It's like, I, I've done that. I did that for OVO Fest. I did that for uh, a bunch of different concerts, but I did that for Kendrick Lamar and it was the best show ever. I went Damn. by myself and I was sitting in the hundreds. I got it face value. It was so good. Um, but yeah, I th- I really do think I have a problem with going to see too many shows.
0: Damn. Well, hey, as far as problems go, that's not a bad one. You could be addicted to pornography or drugs. That's true. You know, Terry Crews was addicted to pornography. Really? Really? He was. He's talks. He talks about it in interviews. He was addicted to pornography. Is that
1: why his arms are so big and strong well, from
0: all that?
2: Yeah. Masturbating. How
0: do you find
2: these Terry Crews interviews where he talks about this?
0: Google it. I don't know. I was listening to a podcast, and they had Terry Crews on, and he talked about his pornography addiction. What was his favorite category? I think it was big boobs. (laughs) Wow.
2: No, I don't know. I made that up. I made that up. (laughs) I think, uh, well, Chris Rock talks about it in his (laughs) stand-up. About him being, addict, uh, him being addicted to pornography. In he his was last, addicted to it? In his last special, he talk, he does a whole thing on it where he was addicted wow. to porn. Wow. Yeah. What what counts as being addicted, I wonder, Um, to porn? I guess that's a really good question, because yeah. I think all otherwise of us are everyone like, woo! Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Except for Mike, because he doesn't have internet access. Well, I
2: have
1: slow... I have dial-up. So if I want to... I have to plan it if I want to watch a porno, which I don't, but I would have to plan... Make it, yourself a nice dinner. gain in advance <laughs> load it up. And uh, you know, Thursday, seven
2: forty-five. Yeah. Take a nice bath before.
1: You know, it's buffering, uh. and uh, and I'm uh, bathing.
2: Oh, I'm at yeah. seventy-seven <laughs> percent. Gonna be another four hours. Oh boy. Well, we could talk about pornos and music
1: until the cows come home. But I think it's time for us to go. When we started, it was raining and thundering, and now it's a nice, beautiful day. Yeah, um, it's
2: beautiful out. So uh, there we go. The Thanks so much for having me. Ron, uh this you has you for been, doing it. This has been super, super nice. I really think it's great that you two get to hang out together. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed talking about uh, classic rock. I felt like I was on <laughs> Q107.
0: Maybe cube. someday they'll hire us to do to do a show on there. They Hopefully. should get rid of Derringer
1: in the Morning Zoo. Is he still the Morning Man? I think I don't so.
0: Know. He has an earring that is disconcerting. Like he has a tiny dot earring. You know when like a middle aged man gets a little earring? Mm-hmm. It's 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 disconcerting. Is the word? It's like Harrison Ford. But John Derringer, if you look on the bus ads, there's just a little 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 silver dot. He's just having some it's fun, like, I guess. But it doesn't work
2: with his image. He looks like a dad. Anyway, I'm Ron, sorry. Ron,
1: <laughs> where can people find your album, Fog and <laughs> sorry. Lasers?
2: Uh, Fog and Lasers, the album. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, it's on iTunes for purchase, Google Play. Uh, you can even type in Fog and Lasers, the album in YouTube, on YouTube, and it'll come up there. So you some can good find videos. it. Basically. There's some funny videos. Yeah, too. we have some music videos. Uh, we're coming out with stuff every two weeks um we're working on a second album right now Whoa. so uh yeah At we, we have time. a bunch of stuff out there so you can just type in fog and lasers the album into google and, and you will find a bunch of stuff
0: they're funny good
1: songs and
0: they're Me but do. they're
2: good
1: too they're funny and they're good excellent well be sure to do that listeners we'll put up a link in the show notes uh james it's been great checking in with you after our week off mm-hmm, yep uh can't say i didn't uh, enjoy the time
0: away but <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be back. good to be back